This is the Go Get Her podcast, the safe corner of the internet where we normalize big dreams and being intentional with your life. With your hosts, Caitlin Berry, Alicia Hall, and Danny Knight. Let's get into it. <laughs> Hello, guys, and welcome back to the Go Get Her podcast. Today is a little special ep. <laughs> it's not special. It's not special. It's. We're actually missing someone. Yeah, someone's not here. <laughs> Our. Trusty third hand man. <laughs> and our last remaining brain cells are all gone. <laughs> um, guys, it's just Caitlin and Danny today. Alicia's um back at work, grinding out like the boss bitch she is. So we've taken one for the team and we are doing an episode just Danny and I to get today. Wow. <laughs> we're, we're off to a great start. We also would like to add that we are not in our usual podcast room. We are in Caitlin's um, interview room. (laughs) (laughs) We're in the office today. So if it's a bit echoey and not as good sound quality, we apologize. We're just making do with what we've got. But today's episode, we put a question box on our Instagrams all about bodybuilding prep, all your questions. Um, So we've actually gotten a lot, doll. Yeah. There's loads there. Yeah. So a lot of you guys seem to be fascinated by the whole process. Um, and I'm sure I know that I used to watch girls bodybuilding and I used to have so many questions. <laughs> Be like, how the hell do you do that? So we are going to talk about it today. But obviously, we can just run down our experience. So it's clear. So I competed back in season B in 2022. Um and I did ICN, bikini, so I did the state show and the national show. And Denny. And she won her pro card. Oh, uh, yeah. I was trying to be humble. <laughs> I, were, I wasn't going to let you. Um, so I haven't competed before. Caitlin and I did not meet <laughs> during a bodybuilding show. I'm just prepping for season A. I'm currently 15 and a half weeks out. So, yeah, this is my first time. But obviously, I'm prepping at the moment. So I have some insight. Yeah. All right, let's. Should we just get straight into the questions? All right, which one's the first one? Oh God, there are so many. What is the hardest part about prep? God, God, there's a few. <laughs> um, I guess it's always a personal experience. Some people might find one thing hard and the other thing not so hard, but for me, the hardest part was. Going to events with your friends or your family and having to whip out a cold container of food that you've pre-prepared and you either get questions or you get weird looks. Most people are quite good about it, but it's just like you have that FOMO and you miss out on like what's literally right in front of you. It is hard. Um, And even just like the planning around it, like there's so much prep for prep, (laughs) like yeah, just it takes up so much of your brain power to say like you've got a friend say let's go out for dinner. I'd be like, yeah, of course, but I've got to eat before, prep to go out or eat after and is it too late to eat, blah, 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 blah. So that was probably the hardest part. But for you, have you found something that's come up that's quite hard for you already? I think going out for dinner and like watching people eat is an aspect of it, but that's not the hardest part for me. The hardest part is the like – Say if you're like in a group of people having like having dinner for someone's birthday, for example, and everyone's asking you questions about it. I just hate that it's all the attentions on you and like people are asking 
from like a place of curiosity and they like obviously want to include you in the night but I'm like I'd much rather just pretend that this isn't even happening and just talk about things that aren't bodybuilding because it's so when you're fixated on the fact that you're not eating and like everyone else around you is eating and they're asking you questions about it it's like it's all you're focusing on and like you don't want to be you want to be distracted almost yeah I also did get another question if I was doing the pro league so yes I'm doing IFBB for my next comp and no I will not be taking pets for it I want to compete naturally um and many women have before me so yeah it is possible so that's the answer to that one so the next question was, when did you start posing and how often do you do it? So I started posing back in 2022. That was when I decided that I wanted to um, start competing. So I started posing maybe three times a week. Like it wasn't too consistent. It was just when I felt like I wanted to. But obviously now that I'm in prep, I'm posing for half an hour every single day. And what about you, Caitlin? Um, so I competed in September of 2022 and I first started posing around March so usually like the six month is that six months I'd always say like a minimum six months before your show um because it's like one of those things where you have to just it has to be automatic and you can't look like you're thinking about it Mm -hmm. and then I think after my first session with my coach um she just said practice every single day and make it a part of your routine and like form that habit so every time I trained I would do like 15 minutes of posing every single day um so I did my well that was really loud sorry I did my posing through um posing with a and k and I also had my coach Nicole Tan help me too um I highly highly recommend if you're doing ICN or IFBB is that who you're doing it through as well yeah with I'm doing mine with Kat from A&K. Yeah. So if you're from Perth, they're really good. But yeah, I am looking to get an IFBB specific posing coach for this season. So I'll be looking into that. Okay. So our next question is, what are your tips for finding a good coach? I'm scared to invest my money somewhere and get it wrong. Um, Well, for me personally, I did my research and I looked on Instagram and I was literally like just filtering through heaps of coaches that I knew that did prep and I looked at their clients I looked at the way they spoke about their clients I looked at their values what they post on their personal accounts um like I really wanted to gel with my coach um and that led me to find to find yeah find Nicole um and yeah she was just amazing from the get-go so supportive so full of knowledge and I always used to see that she was continuously like doing courses and seminars to grow her knowledge so I really appreciated that and she knows my body (laughs) almost better than I do now so I don't think I could ever see myself with anyone else but in terms of like being too scared to invest your money I really don't think it's you should be scared I feel like once you invest in a coach, you're going to find out if that person is right or not for you. And and in my opinion, I see that as still as a step forward because you know what doesn't work for you and you know what does work for you. And then you can actually start the process of finding someone who does work for you. And I know Danny knows a little bit about that. Yeah, so I found my coach. I just saw one of his reels pop up 
And it was about, so my coach is Tim from the One Percenters. He is freaking amazing. Um, yeah, one of his reels came up and it was about women's cycles. And it was like teaching me stuff that I didn't even know about my own body. And I was like, wow, this is wild. And he really um, practices like getting his bikini girls back to their full health before they ever even consider competing again. And I don't know, he's got a lot of girls to get their period back, like a lot quicker than what's to be expected of um, someone who's just compete. So I loved that about him. And then I was going through his Instagram and just saw that my values really aligned with him. He's very meticulous in how he coaches and how he trains. And I, I just frothed that. So I was like, yep, this is for me. And then I inquired and it was like a pretty lengthy process, which I also think is a really good sign. It's not, he's not just going to take anyone on. Um, and yeah. So the next question was, I'm doing my first show in September Start Monday with my coach. How is the off season for first timers before prep starts? Firstly, everyone is obviously so different and there's going to be so many different protocols for each individual athlete and for what your coach does. But, and obviously Caitlin and I don't coach bodybuilding clients yet, but (laughs) I would say just stick to the plan. I know a lot of people think with the off season, you can just sort of fuck around and, you know, eat off plan and You don't really need to do like finish your sessions or do all of your sessions. But if your show is in September, stick to your plan because this is when your coach is going to learn the most about you and how your body works, Um, especially because your show is quite close. I think just make sure you're doing everything you can to stick to the plan and you're following the protocols and doing everything you can for your coach to have all the information there to then lead you to your prep. Yeah, I completely agree with that. I also think I know from experience and with Danny as well, we had to do a, I think was it a year? A year off season with our coach before we ever went into prep. Um, Just so our coach understood how our body responded to things, how well it put on muscle, how quickly it shredded. So we went through a few phases of cutting and building um, that's why I feel like it's so important to, to really stick out a growth phase before you even consider doing prep. Um, I know that you've said that your, your show is in September and you obviously have a coach that's willing to do this for you. But like Danny said, you've got to stick to the plan now and you probably shouldn't go, Oh, um, what the fuck am I saying? <laughs> you shouldn't go off that plan. <laughs> you shouldn't go off that plan. <laughs> oh my God, I've got the giggles now. <laughs> I'm going to keep it in anyway. Don't go off that plan. Okay, so the next one is a really good question and it's how do you stay so mentally strong? I'm sure you would have wanted to give up at some point and absolutely. <laughs> there were so many days where I'm like on the stairmaster with my towel over my head just being like, what am I doing? But I don't know what it is about me, but I have a nature where I love proving people wrong. Like it fires me up in like all different aspects of my life. I just love proving people wrong. And I love the putting the idea in my head that people don't think I can do this. Mm-hmm. And it just drives me even more to do it. Even if people don't think that, I tell myself that. <laughs> um, I don't know, it helps. And I don't know, I set out this goal to do it and I don't give up on things and yeah I again I just like proving to myself and you actually really genuinely fall in love with the process of like 
doing it every single day it becomes a habit and some days it it does become easier because you're just in such a good routine and it just comes naturally but there are some days where you're like oh my god I'm not functioning human being and you like I was a teacher at the time and I had to get up and teach kids with like three brain cells and they were like miss why you look so skinny but that was like back then but I feel like that's my why and I think knowing your why um is gonna be like your biggest drive to like achieving the things that you want to do um and I know obviously Danny's only 15 weeks out so (laughs) you obviously haven't experienced the hardest part yet but do you feel like there's a part that you're a bit nervous for or so I was actually really intrigued to hear Caitlin's answer to that question because obviously I'm so not so far out because 15 weeks is scary it's like I remember when I was 52 weeks out and now it's like it's almost here it'll be like one, it'll be like one digit soon Ooh, it actually okay but I think it's when you are 15 weeks out like some people might be in that mindset it's like oh I can get away with that. Like I'm 15 weeks out. But for me, I'm like, no, because if I'm doing that at 15 weeks out, am I going to do it at eight weeks out? And if I'm doing it at eight weeks out, am I going to do it at four weeks out? Like you have to be so routined and have your habits set and just don't make any mistakes. Obviously we're human. There's probably going to be mistakes, but while you are mentally okay to not make any mistakes and like if you're making mistakes at fucking 2000 calories, I think you should choose a different sport. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> but yeah. Okay, so we have a question here that says, I have the world's fastest metabolism. Bulking and building muscle is so hard. I know it takes time, but I'm consistently training and eating well with plenty of protein. But I need some advice in that direction. What foods to focus on in the diet or specific exercises you would recommend? Um, This is actually a really interesting topic because obviously they're not obviously people. This is not common knowledge, actually, surprisingly enough. So there's three um, different body types. So there's ectomorph, mesomorph and endomorph. Um, Bloody Google it and show you figure out which one you are. But I feel like I'm more mesomorph, maybe, no, endomorph, like more mesomorph. So like muscular. Um, so my building phase is quite easier for me compared to others because I can put on a lot of lean muscle quite quickly. Um, but in Danny's case, she's more ectomorph. So she finds it quite hard to put on muscle, but she'll be able to probably lean out quicker. Whereas it takes me so long to lean out. So I'm sure Danny's got some tips to help you So I have been in a building phase for literally most of my time um, in the gym because, yeah, I like Caitlin said, I'm an ectomorph. I lose weight really quickly, struggle a little bit to put on muscle, but it's all all a challenge. Um, I think in terms of, you know, you're eating well and plenty of protein, how much protein are you actually eating? Do you have a coach to set those calories and macros? Because a lot of the time with us females, we think we're eating enough, but we are severely under eating. I know a lot of my clients and I'm sure with your clients, Caitlin, they think they're eating loads and they get so nervous when we set them calories. They're like, I've never eaten this much. But yeah, if you either figure it out yourself or get yourself a coach to, you know, set your macros. 
Um, but my advice would be just do it clean. Like I've tried the like dirty bulk where, you know, you just eat whatever and sticking to my meal plan of just like whole foods, still yummy foods, like still foods I really enjoy. Um, but just, yeah, lots of fiber, proteins, fats, carbs. Yeah, it all. But you just really need to know what you're doing. I think you just, a coach would definitely help with that. And I would also, if you have like an Apple watch or anything to keep track of your calorie expenditure Mm. you might find that you're doing like way too many steps or you're doing cardio that's actually unneeded because if you're in your growth phase you don't need to be doing any like steady state cardio or running Mm -hmm. even if you even if you enjoy that like it's just not sufficient for a growth phase another thing to add is i know we all hear about do your 10k steps 10k steps this 10k steps that if you're genuinely committed to your growth phase and you want to build I was doing 6,000 steps in the height of my bulk so you don't need to be doing 10,000 steps if you're someone who burns fat really really quickly okay so the next question is what is your fave highlights of competing and your least favorite and I'm going to pretty much say for the day rather than the prep so um my least favorite thing about the actual day is the logistics behind the comp day obviously bikinis always usually last so you have like the morning to chill but you've got to get your makeup done your hair done your tan you've got to get to the venue you've got to try not to get your tan ruined you've got to try and get to the toilet without ruining your tan everyone's trying to talk to you you're full of nerves and adrenaline like it's just a whirlwind and it literally goes in a second so my biggest advice is obviously like soak up the day and really be present and get someone to take photos for you this is not answering the question but this is (laughs) really important advice um but yeah my least favorite was just like just running around trying to figure out where to go what to do um obviously it's my first time so it was bound to happen but I feel like for my next show it's gonna be a lot easier because I know what worked for me, what didn't. Um, But I would highly, again, recommend like booking a hotel room and have your like hair and makeup come to you rather than going to the venue. I found that was really helpful. Um, And I absolutely loved my look. And you can like choose the way you want it. So Mm -hmm. I, and like, you're just so much more confident. Um, But my favorite thing about the day was obviously stepping on stage and showing off all your hard work that's literally why you prep um I can't even explain like oh the feeling of stepping on stage like no one will ever be able to explain that until you do it and it's such an addictive feeling so that's why people do it again and again and again um and then yeah just meeting like the girls backstage and finding some new friends through it so so the next question we got was, did the prep affect Danny differently as she has had complications with cancer in the past? Did this, did she have to do it differently? And they said, sorry, if that's wrong. Um, just to clear things up, I had cancer when I was 21. I'm now 26. I didn't go to the gym until I was 22. Um, and I've never actually prepped before. So I've never done a competition before. So no, I didn't ever have to experience having cancer while in a bodybuilding comp and I probably wouldn't advise anyone to do that either. All right next question is how did you overcome temptations when sticking with nutrition? Um, Oh my god there's been so many times 
where I wanted to just like have a little nibble of something mm. or like I'd smell it or uh, like I'd want to put it in my mouth and spit it out. Like it did get to that point. I'm not going to lie. Mm. And I do remember one time that there was like Nando's in front of me and like I, I just couldn't help myself and I went to put a chip in my mouth and Josh reached across the fucking kitchen bench and like whacked it out of my hand and he was like get your shit together (laughs) (laughs) I'm ripping it out of my mouth but like you just have to stick to your macros obviously stick to things that are clean stick to things that your coach is allowing you to eat there was some things towards the end of my prep that I wasn't even allowed that some other girls that I was following were eating and I I cried about it. I was like, why, why, like, why is this so unfair? But then I, looking back, I realized the importance of quality food rather than like, you know, your protein powders or your jelly and stuff that actually isn't, like, hasn't got nutritional value in it. And it's just not good for you. (laughs) Whereas I was sticking to like whole foods and it was so boring. But when you don't have that, little joy of like oh I can have protein pancakes or I can have jelly and I can have dark chocolate because you'll just want it more and more the more you have a little like dabble in it here and there so to go completely cold turkey it almost like made me not even think about those things which helped um but don't get me wrong there was temptation but you just have to have a strong enough willpower to not eat it like I literally don't really feel like I can give a tip. You just have to be disciplined enough. The next question is, would all you three girls ever compete together or would would it get too competitive between you? I don't know what your answer would be, but I think it would be fucking awesome to prep like with your best friends. Like obviously there's, it is a competition, but at the end of the day, you go in to a bodybuilding prep to see what you can achieve. Like you want to bring your best, see how disciplined you can be. And I think having your best friends by your side on the day, like even if, say if I didn't even place and it's like you and Leash came like first and second, I would be fucking stoked and I would cry probably for you guys because I'd be so happy for you guys. It wouldn't be, I wouldn't be like envious or anything. I would just be like, fuck yeah, we all did this and we achieved this together. And even stepping on stage is a big achievement in itself. So we all have achieved something. It's just the judges on the day liked one of us better, which I don't know. I'm confident enough in myself to not feel like a less of a human because of that. I am very competitive, yeah. but I also have the same view. Yeah. Like if I think I had a dream once that I competed against Alicia and mm-hmm. she won. And I remember just waking up being so happy. Yeah, that's <laughs> Because like I, there's nothing I love more in my life than seeing the people I love the most succeed. Um, but like, obviously we'd all do it to win and obviously we'd all want to win. Like it would get competitive, but there would be no bad blood there. And I know that you'd be happy for me just as much as I'd be happy for you. Mm -hmm. And I reckon it'd be fucking amazing Mm -hmm. because Alicia and I were going to compete together. Like we were going to enter the same, um, but obviously like life happens and it's actually something I really do respect about people that don't prep because they know that it's not going to work or they've got life things going on or work things or health things like I really appreciate the people that pull out and 
protect themselves rather than pushing through and not achieving what they could do. So, Mm -hmm. like, obviously talking about Leash, I really respect that about her. But I wish we could do it together, but I'm sure maybe there might be a time down in the future. Okay, next question is, can you explain why the Stairmaster is always involved? Like, why is cardio not just any old cardio that you enjoy doing? So, the Stairmaster is steady state cardio. So, it puts your heart rate at a certain level and it usually stays there. And that is... Um, sometimes I know like a coach can say you need to get your heart rate to like 140 some coaches just say do it for 40 minutes whatever but you want your heart rate to get to a high enough level um, and stay there because if your heart rate's constantly going up and down up and down through like hit or running or whatever different type of cardio you do um, it's going to increase your cortisol levels in your body because your body's under high amounts of stress so to avoid increasing any cortisol, uh, like an extreme amount of cortisol, we stick on the stairs and it's the most effective way to burn fat because it's a grind and not only does it help you obviously burn fat, it also adds muscles, like muscle endurance into your legs as well while you do it. I feel like there's definitely more science behind it, but that's what I know anyway. So the next question is advice for first timers. How much muscle should I have before entering my first bikini comp? I'm thinking YNF. So Caitlin and I were just discussing before the advice for first timers that we would have is make sure you're living a prep life like long before you actually start to prep in the sense that, you know, you're tracking your calories, you're being consistent, like really consistent, you're training hard, you're doing your steps, you're doing all of the things so that when you enter prep, you have all those habits ingrained in you. You're not just going from not tracking, training a few times a week, and then just all of a sudden it's like this intense, crazy habits that you're supposed to do daily because I just feel like that is setting yourself up for failure. So I would say like, what, six months at least of being like super consistent showing up before you start your prep. Um, in terms of how much muscle should you have before entering my first bikini comp, thinking YNF, um, with natural federations, like I still think like you still need a fair amount of muscle. Like, yes, it's not as conditioned as IFBB, but you should probably speak to your coach about that. They can definitely tell you, we can't just say you need to have X amount of muscle because there's really no, everyone's different. The thing about bikini is the shape and the symmetry and the balance so you also not only do you have to have muscle you also need to have the glutes and the shoulders and the shape and the symmetry your upper body can't be bigger than your lower and vice versa they need to be the same you need to have a small waist like there is a fine print for bikini or whatever division you enter you have to make sure that your coach is obviously aware of that and is giving you a program that aligns with that what's the word criteria the next question is, did you struggle to stay on the low cows between Perth comp and nationals? <laughs> I wish we, I mean, I'd love to get Josh on here to tell you guys. <laughs> Shit, let's, let's get him. Yeah. Okay, hold on two seconds. Okay, Josh, can you explain what I was like between the state show and the national show? Absolutely unbearable. 
<laughs> well, there you go. Like actually unbearable? Yeah. Um, didn't make sense. Like was talking another language. Get grumpy so easily. Always hangry, like 24-7. Um, did she cry? Yeah. <laughs> Almost daily. Um, I think I expected it to be over after the state show. And then that, so I mentally prepared myself for like it to be done. And then another week was like, oh my goodness. <laughs> but we're still here, so. <laughs> oh, there you go. Thank you, Josh, for your point of view. And if you want to know, I was on 1,100 calories that week and 90 grams of carbs and 90 minutes of cardio. But did I win my pro card? Yeah, fucking did. It was all worth it. it. And the last question we're going to answer isn't really a question. It's more of a statement. Bodybuilding shouldn't be encouraged. It's a gateway to disordered eating. Obviously, everyone has, everyone's entitled to their own opinion on things, but we were just discussing before, I think bodybuilding is just such an easy sport to attack because the biggest thing about it is obviously eating very minimal food, but there's a lot of sports that you have to do that for. Like, for example, like professional fighters, they have to eat like very minimal before their fight to weigh in at the weight class that they want to be fighting in. And you're also going in a ring to literally get like bashed up <laughs> by no means are we encouraging bodybuilding and saying that everyone has to do it it is a sport that only very few people will ever do um purely for co- well purely because of just how much work and dedication and sacrifice it requires and yes there is the risk of building an unhealthy relationship with food or your body Um, And we see this when people reverse out because they're so used to being so small. But we are simply sharing our own experience and no one else's. And I have found I've actually created a much better relationship with my body and food from this experience rather than the opposite. So I can't really make a comment on that. And if that's how you feel about it, then it's clearly a projection of how you feel. Alrighty doll, we are wrapping this bad boy up we'll see you next week when we have our little leashy girl on (laughs) next week guys we're back to normal the three amigos back together three peas in a pod yep and we want to know what do you guys want us to talk about we have all these topics in mind but you know we just want to know what is what we should prioritize the most and what we should discuss first to keep you guys engaged keep you guys listening and as always, please give us a <laughs> like and subscribe. No, we mean <laughs> rate the podcast. Give us a follow on our Instagram and comment or message us what you would like to hear. Bye. Bye.